Welcome to Not Your Daughter's Witchcraft, podcast hosted by me, Lilith Amberley. If you're exploring witchcraft for something beyond the aesthetic, if some social media platforms make you cringe and say, that's not me, if you're looking to build a practice that enhances your life, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Hey there, my friend. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Daughter's Witchcraft. I am so happy to be here with you today. I missed you. It has been a long summer of reflecting on how I best bring my witchcraft into the world, and I am so excited for what's in store. One of the biggest changes that you will see is my courses and their lessons being moved to another platform. What that means is that they are going to be a lot more accessible and affordable for you and a lot more affordable for me to create as well. Most of my content like this podcast will continue to be available for everyone. My paid content will move from a pay for a course model. In other words, I create a course, you purchase it, you take the course to a low cost monthly subscription model of $8 a month. So what that means in that paid subscription model, you will have access to all of my paid content. I said I'm moving the content that already exists. It will be lesson by lesson, probably a lesson a week or maybe every other week to this platform. So you'll have access to that as well as all new content that I create. So you won't have to purchase any more courses. You'll be covered by that monthly subscription fee. The other thing that this does for us, it allows us a place to start building community. So it's a place where you can comment on the content that gets posted there and we can do group chats and things like that. And I'm already trying to think of what kind of fun activities we might have going on there. It is mid-October, like I said, and while I'm really looking forward to Samhain, before we know it, the winter solstice will be here as well. So I'm thinking of maybe for our members in that paid subscription, coordinating a winter solstice gift exchange. I participated in a gift exchange like that several years ago in another group, and it was a lot of fun. I always looked forward to what I would receive and looked forward to picking things out for someone else that has some similar interests as myself. And again, that would be completely voluntary, but I'm thinking of things like that. I think it would be a lot of fun. Now, if you already purchased one of my courses, that's okay. You're not going to have to pay again. Just send me an email. Send the email to lilith at lilithamberly.com and I will get you hooked up in the paid subscriber status for free because you've already purchased the courses that exist. So I don't want you to feel like you're paying for them again. If you're on my email list, you're automatically moved to the new platform as a free subscriber. So you've already seen that happen. If you aren't on my email list, go to lilithamberly.substack.com. You can subscribe for free, and that is going to keep you up to date on all of the happenings and give you access to all of my free upcoming content. So here we are. It is the season of the witch, mid-October, and I am loving every single minute of it. I was so done with summer this year. I generally like the summer weather, but I am a autumn girl at heart through and through, and I am happy that it is mid-October. 
So there is a lot that I want to talk about, including Samhain and ancestor reverence, some fall kitchen witching, and this upcoming dark moon and solar eclipse. And I know I'm not going to get to all of that today. So I am going to talk about the dark moon and this upcoming solar eclipse because time is of the essence here. This coming Saturday, so October 14th, we're going to be experiencing the new moon in Libra and an annular solar eclipse. So let's talk about eclipses for a minute and what that means astronomically. A solar eclipse occurs when the moon passes between the earth and the sun, blocking out part or all of the sun. A total solar eclipse happens when the moon completely blocks out the sun, turning day into temporary night. Before I continue, just a necessary word of caution because that's how I am. Never look at an eclipse without protective eyewear, which is not the same as regular sunglasses. Regular sunglasses will not cut it. It could cause permanent eye damage up to and including blindness, and it's never a great idea to look directly at the sun anyway. An annular eclipse, which is what we will be experiencing on Saturday, is when the moon passes between the sun and the earth, but in this case, the moon is at a farther point from the earth, making it appear smaller in the sky. So we know the moon isn't always at the same distance from the earth. Sometimes it's closer, sometimes it's farther away. This Saturday, it's going to be farther away. So it can't block the entire sun. It's going to look like a disk in front of the sun, but you're still going to see the sun around the moon's circumference like a ring of fire. A partial eclipse is just that. The sun gets partially blocked by the moon. Solar eclipses will only happen during a new moon. So this solar eclipse should be visible in North America from, I believe, Oregon down through Texas and then crossing into Mexico, Guatemala, Belize, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama, according to NASA. So for my East Coast listeners, we're not going to see it. But that doesn't mean that we won't get to experience or be able to work with its energy. So first, let's talk a bit about a typical dark moon. The dark moon is the point in its cycle when the moon is not visible at all. Its energy is under the surface. For many, our intuition is at its highest, divination is easier, and even communication with spirits can come more naturally for some people. It's also a shadow time, meaning there are things happening that aren't always as they appear in the daylight. For some, it will highlight their shadows or those parts of our spirit or our character that we don't always want to face and deal with. What happens when you take the dark moon energy and you pair it with a solar eclipse? Well, if you ask 10 different witches or 10 different astrologers or go to 10 different websites, you're probably going to get multiple different answers. I'm going to share how I use solar eclipse energy in my witchcraft practice and my perspective of it. And I'm specifically talking about this upcoming eclipse on October 14th, but then you can take that perspective and apply it to future events, just remembering that the signs will change. Right now, the sun is in Libra. Libra is the sign of balance, harmony. It's ruled by Venus, so beauty, justice. Think of the scales that represent the sign. It's being able to see both sides or multiple sides of a situation and use that to come to your own truth or opinion on the matter. When the sun is in Libra, it really shines a light on those characteristics. And of course, people with Libra as their sun sign or rising sign may feel this even more. So now we have a dark moon in Libra. Remember, the sun is still there, but now the dark moon is there too. So let's think of the shadow side of Libra for a minute and what that might mean. 
So you might experience someone or yourself being more focused on, say, the superficial beauty in life. Vanity comes out, and at the extreme, a bit of narcissism. Libra is an air sign, and air is all about thoughts, ideas, and communication. So the shadow side of this might be gossip, could be a bit of mean girl behavior. The dark moon isn't always our shadow side, though. The dark moon can be incredibly grounding, and it can cause us to go really deep into those characteristics of Libra. Although you have to keep in mind, there's still that balance because sometimes going so deep, say trying to understand so many different perspectives of something can take you to a place of indecision and then it starts to tip the scale back into shadow. So that's normally how I think of dark moon energy in Libra. So now let's bring the solar eclipse into the equation. So Remember, the moon is going to come between the earth and the sun, so the sun will be behind the moon. And in this annular eclipse, the moon will not be completely blocking the sun. So there are two energies at play here, and I think they really complement one another. First, you have the moon blocking out most of the sun that's in Libra. So those more positive traits, for lack of better terms, that are associated with the sign are blocked, causing the more shadowy characteristics to be at play. But you also have the sun behind the moon, which actually allows us to see the dark moon, which is typically invisible. You can't see the dark moon. So the sun is now shining a light on those shadowy characteristics. It's hard to hide them. And it may be easier to see what's going on in a situation. In other words, someone more affected by the shadow side of Libra may be more prone right now to gossiping about you. But you are in a position where you are more easily able to see what's really happening. If the gossiper happens to be that you are more likely to be found out at this point in time. So this eclipse, like I said, not visible to everyone, but it's still going to have an effect on a lot of people and some more than others. If say your personal moon, meaning your natal moon is in Libra, I would be cautious about my own secrets or shadows being revealed to others if that's a concern. If you aren't sure what your sign, what your moon sign is, go to a website like astrology.com or Cafe Astrology. There's a bunch of them out there. You just need to know your birth date, your birth time, and your place of birth. If you don't know your birth time, what I would do is put in my birth date and 12.01 a.m., see what the moon sign is, and then put in my birth date and 11.59 p.m., and see what your moon sign is. It may be the same because the moon spends about two and a half days in each sign. So depending on when that transit from one sign to the next happened around the time of your birth, you might be able to know the sign without knowing the exact time. The last time that we had a solar eclipse in Libra was back on October 14th, 2004. So it might be interesting to do a little Google digging to see what was going on in the world at that time and what is going on right now. Are there any correlations? What was happening in your personal life? Was there anything notable, anything big things going on that you would remember and what's going on in your life now? Also, just keep in mind, Mercury is hanging out here too. Mercury is in close conjunction with the sun on Saturday and Mercury typically is beneficial to the moon. But in this case, because it's so close to the sun, you may have the sun's rays diminishing that ability a bit. Mercury is all about intellect and communication and travel, while the moon is more about intuition and emotion. So Mercury will generally help balance the moon, but I don't see that being as much of a help here. So knowing all of this, what can you use this energy for? 
First of all, I always think it's important just to be aware of the energy. This is a time to sit still and pause, sit back, let things unfold. I might use this time for reflection, maybe on the beauty in my life. What do I find beautiful and why do I find it beautiful? How can I invite deeper beauty into my life? This may help me set my intentions for the next cycle, and I'll talk about that in just a bit. I will use this time for divination, especially if I'm trying to get to the bottom of something and find the truth. And while I don't do a whole lot of spells around the dark moon, this might be a good time for a spell to bring the truth out in a situation, especially if trying to seek justice for someone or something. And I might use a simple candle spell for this situation. I take a blue candle. Blue is often associated with truth. And I would take a blank piece of paper. I would write the situation out on the paper in as much detail as possible, but keeping it to only one sheet. Then I would either dress the candle in oils and crushed herbs or just place some supporting herbs on my altar. I'm thinking something like pine or clove or St. John's wort to help bring out the truth or maybe some herbs for clarity like juniper or bergamot, maybe some rue. I would do the spell in darkness or in dim lighting, just enough that you can see. I would place the paper behind the candle, taking care that it doesn't catch on fire, like make sure it doesn't like flop over into your candle. You might want to tape it lightly to the wall. If your altar or workspace is against the wall, you might think of doing that because the candle is going to be in front of it. So I'd place the paper toward the back of my altar space, standing up, as opposed to you don't want it laying flat. And then I would say words something like this. And you know, keep in mind, write your own. You can certainly use mine. I'm not saying don't use mine, but I generally write my own spells and I try to make them specific to whatever the situation is. So here would be an example. So I might say something like, secrets hidden, your deeds seem sealed, but the time has come for the truth to be revealed. With this candle, I shine a light. And at this point, I would light the candle. You can no longer hide under darkness of night. May the eyes be open of all who need to see. This is my spell, so mote it be. I would then sit with the candle until it burns down. And if you don't have a lot of time, use a birthday candle. These are the best for quick spells because they don't take a lot of time to burn down because you don't want to leave your candle burning and unattended. If I lived in the path of this eclipse, I would also take this opportunity to capture the energy of the eclipse by making eclipse water. I would just take a small jar of water and place it outside during the eclipse. And then you can tap into this for when you need this specific energy for future spells. I guess you could make it if you're not directly in the path, but I personally feel like you almost need that direct energy for the water to pick it up, but it certainly wouldn't hurt to try. I talked just a bit about setting intentions with the new moon, and if you are interested in how to set intentions or work your goals around the cycle of the moon, go over to that Substack site and get signed up because right now I'm dropping the lessons from my moon magic course in there. I just put the introduction in there and the first lesson, which is all about the dark moon. So that's there now. When you sign up, you will have access to it. So thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode and the podcast, go ahead and leave a review on your favorite podcast site. And until next time, stay witchy, my friend.